welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. This is our episode in May 2021. My name is Gabor. I'm an English teacher and host of this radio podcast. And in today's program, we're going to focus on elementary and beginner level students and to help them structure their ideas and express basic information about routine. So we're going to take a look at that. But first, we're going to start with a quick question, a student question. And after that, there will be some pronunciation. And that's the agenda for today. So let's get started. All right, let's begin. Let's begin with a student question. Just the other day, a student asked me about the word ask. So he said, what does it mean? to ask a question and to ask a favor. Like he thought ask was, you know, like had one meaning maybe. And so, no, it doesn't. Just like so many other words and verbs in English and in other languages too, in Spanish too. They have multiple meanings. So ask can mean two different things. And you would express that in Spanish in a different way. To ask a question means you need information, need an answer. That's why you ask a question. And in Spanish, this is preguntar or hacer una pregunta. But when you ask a favor, that's different. Still, you use the same word in English, to ask. But that's not that you need any information. It's you need someone to do you a favor. You need somebody to help you. So just remember, the meaning of a word is also dependent on its context, on its use, on its function. So it's great. You don't need another word. You just need to use it in a different context and it gains a different meaning or a different shade in the meaning. Now, in this case, it's clearly different because ask a question is you need information and ask a favor, you need someone to do something for you. Another thing you want to pay attention to is not to use a preposition after ask as so many of my Spanish-speaking students do. They say, ask to Antonio, whoever, you know. Uh, no, you just ask Antonio. You don't ask to a person. You ask a person. Now, ask a person what? You can ask a person a favor. Or you can ask a person a question. Or you can ask a person where whatever is. You can ask a person in the street where the museum is. You want to go to the museum and you say, excuse me, where's the museum? 
So you ask the person where the museum is without to. There's no preposition needed. Okay, so that's about ask. Think of Spanish. You know, it's the same thing. Like tener, okay? So the word tener, if you... Okay, what does it mean? Tener. Oh, uh, it means to have. Oh yeah, it does. Plus a number of other things. It's not just one meaning. Uh, if you say... Tengo un coche. It means to have. I have a car. Okay? It's possession. But if you say... Tiene 50 años. Mm, so what does that mean? Okay. It's not that he or she has something. She or he is 50 years old. That's a different meaning. There you go. Tener, two different meanings. Another one. Tengo una pregunta. Right? Is that the same thing as tengo un coche? No, it isn't. Tengo una pregunta. It doesn't mean I own a question. It's not that I am the owner of this question. I am curious or I need information. That's what it means. Again, tener, three different meanings. And we could go on. I mean, you can find other examples where tener has a different meaning than just to have. Like, no tiene sentido. What does that mean? Tener, no tiene. It doesn't mean it doesn't have anything. No, it means it makes no sense. It's nonsense. Again, another meaning. There you go. That's four so far. You can find more. So just think about this. And this is what I would tell the student who asked me about ask and the different meanings. It's very useful. And once you use the words in different situations, in different meanings, you don't really think about them. As I just try to illustrate it in Spanish with examples in Spanish. All right, let's see what's up next. Okay, in this part, we're going to help elementary level students or pre-intermediate. It's a very simple thing. We're going to talk about routine. The things you do on a regular basis for which you need to use, you know, frequency adverbs like usually, sometimes, once a week, twice a week, etc., and to use the present simple. Which is quite simple, but still. Some students still overcomplicate things when they when they want to talk about routines. So let's just see how we can simplify this. And that's I think that's because the way they think. So I'd like to show you something that you can do in order to have your thoughts, have your thinking more organized. And see if it helps. Yeah, so it's routine. We're going to talk about routine. How to talk about routine. And for this, you will need a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen. So, this is what you need to do. First of all, think of a typical day of yours. Okay? Or think of a typical week. So you can look at this example, you can listen to this example, and then you can practice on your own. So just think of a typical day in your life, you know, and make a short list of the main things, main points, using keywords only. A keyword is a word which represents 
what you're thinking of without writing out the whole idea in a complete form. For example, if you want to say that you wake up at 7 o'clock, then you write 7 o'clock on your list. And that will be your keyword. And when you see that keyword, you will remember that you want to say, I wake up at 7 o'clock. Another keyword, for example, cereals. Why? Well, if you have cereals for breakfast, you can just write cereals. And that keyword will remind you of saying, I have cereals for breakfast. And so on and so forth. You can write 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock if you start school at 8 or 9, for example. Or you can write lunch and at home, if you have lunch at home. So these are important words that represent routine. Now it's your turn. Think of a typical day in your life and write down the important words for you in a typical day. But only the keywords, just like in these examples. When you're ready, draw three columns, like draw a table with three columns. In the first column, in the left-hand column, if you are a student, you can write, for example, in the morning, at school, after school, and in the evening. Or if you work, well, you can write in the morning, at work, after work, and in the evening, or similar. Okay, so the first column has four lines, four rows. In the morning, at school, or at work, after school, or after work, and in the evening. Now we're going to leave the middle column alone for now. And in the right-hand column, you can write the keywords. Writing them in the line that they go according to the time of the day. So if your keyword is part of the morning, you write it in the line where it says in the morning. If the keyword belongs to the time when you are at school or at work, you write it in that line. Right-hand column, but in the line of in the morning, at school, at work, or after school, after work, or in the evening. So if the keyword is cereals, for example, or breakfast, then it can go in the first row, right-hand column first row, because it's in the morning that you have cereals for breakfast. But if you write lunch, your keyword is lunch, it probably is going to go in the row of the school or work, or maybe after school, after work, depending on your schedule. So if you have lunch at home, then you would put it in the line after school or after work. If you have lunch at work or at school, you would put it in that line. And for the evening, if you write TV or video games or books, then these would be your keywords that go in the right-hand column, in the last row, where it says in the evening. So if you read books, books, if you watch TV, TV, etc. Now that you have your words, keywords in the right-hand column, you can move on to the middle column and start filling it in. Now, how to do that? 
you look at your right hand column and the left hand column where you have the time and you just connect the two with some verb for example if i say in the right hand column i have seven o'clock then my verb in the middle column would be wake up or get up so if i get up at seven o'clock then i would write get up if i wake up at seven o'clock i would write wake up so similarly depending on what you have in your right hand column find a verb that connects with that keyword you can write it in the middle column according to the time of the day where it belongs now we do this because this way it will be easier to compose a meaningful phrase using the keyword and having the um, verb there so what you're doing here what we're doing here is preparing a way of thinking so we are preparing the words there for us visually to have them there in order to speak about routine in an easier way. This is only for practicing, of course. Now for the part of after school, you can write things like um, tennis or karate or, you know, football or whatever, dance, class. That would be the right-hand column. And in the middle column, you could write corresponding verbs. If it's um, tennis, you would write play. If it's karate, do. If it's dance class, go. Go to, right? Um, so it really depends on the activities that you do after school or after work. Maybe you write uh, friends and then see, okay? You see your friends or meet, meet your friends. So you just keep adding the words. So you have this table there for the practice part. When you just look at each column, pick the words that go together and, and say the whole idea like i wake up at seven o'clock or i play tennis after school or i see my friends after work and once you can manage this easily you can add in time expressions or adverbs like i usually wake up at seven o'clock or i sometimes have cereals for breakfast or i never eat lunch at work or I always eat lunch at home. Or once a week, twice a week. You could say, I play tennis twice a week, etc. Now it's important that you use your examples and real examples so you can practice talking about your routine in a real way. This table only helps you to just to see it in front of you visually and to practice saying the uh, the phrases and expressing your ideas and talking about your routine in an easier way it's a way to think before you speak it's an exercise so you would not do this obviously when you were in a conversation but but this is practicing so if you are a beginner or an elementary level speaker then uh, 
then this can be helpful and this can be useful for you to help you structure your ideas and discover how you can look at these keywords and put them together to form your phrases and to express what you want to say. And as I was saying, you can also add more words, time expressions, adverbs, like Tuesday. Okay, it's a time expression. Or once a week, or twice a week, these are time expressions. And uh, you can also use frequency adverbs, like usually, often, sometimes. One thing to remember is that we use these frequency adverbs, like usually, sometimes, often, never. We usually use these after the person and before the verb, that is, after the subject and before the verb, so between the two. Like, I usually wake up at 7. I, subject, the person, usually, the frequency, adverb, wake up, the verb. And then the time, at 7. So this would be like the basic structure. I recommend that you follow this structure when you practice, when you're at the beginning of your practicing. Um, in spoken language, this gets mixed up sometimes, so like the frequency adverbs can be at the beginning also in spoken English. Like, usually I wake up at 7 o'clock. And it's quite frequent, but to start, I recommend that you follow this order. First, subject, frequency adverb, and then the verb. You're listening to Create English with Gabor Legradi on Ripollet Radio. Now, how about doing some translation from Spanish into English? Just to check how you've done this, uh, you know, routine, building phrases and, you know, using the keywords. So you can try these ones also in addition to that. Number one, me levanto a las ocho. How would you say that? I get up at eight o'clock. Or I get up at eight in the morning. In this case, the keyword would be eight o'clock and the functional or practical vocabulary would be get up. And looking at these two keywords, expressions, I can say what I want to say. Easier. I get up at 8 o'clock. Number two. Empiezo el cole a las nueve. Okay, keyword, 9 o'clock, school. Or maybe 9 o'clock, and then the functional practical expression would be begin or start. So I start school at 9 o'clock. Or I start classes at 9 o'clock. Number three. Cada día como en casa. There you go. You need 
the keyword would be lunch, every day, maybe these two, and your functional verb vocabulary would be have. So I have lunch at home every day. Every day expresses frequency. But it's a time expression. It's a time expression which expresses frequency. And it goes at the end. Just like twice a week, once a month, etc. So, while you put usually, often, sometimes, etc. After the subject, after the person. This time expression, every day, or at the weekends, etc. Goes at the end. In this case. So, I eat at home, or I eat lunch at home every day. Number four. Los miércoles juego al basketball. Again, keyword, basketball. Functional word, play. It's not go or do. Play. There you go. We have a time expression on Wednesdays. You put these together. I play basketball on Wednesdays. Now, time expressions can go at the end and at the beginning as well. You can also say, uh, on Wednesdays I play basketball. Right, number five. Después del cole voy al parque. Again, routine, right? After school, time expression. You can put it at the end or at the beginning of the sentence. So, park and go to. I go to the park after school. Or after school, I go to the park. Number six, ceno a las ocho y media. Dinner is the keyword, and have is the verb. And we have a time expression at 8.30, 8.30. So, I have dinner at 8.30, or I have dinner at half past eight. Or at half past eight, I have dinner. And number seven, después de cenar, a veces leo y veo la tele. So, in this case, it would be dinner, TV, and the verbs would be read and watch. And the time expression is after. So, after dinner, I sometimes read or watch TV. Okay. So I've shown you an example, a way you can think, a way you can build up and structure your ideas, and then how you can put them together into meaningful phrases or sentences that express what you want to say in correct form, with correct 
English grammar. Okay, I hope this helps. And now we're going to move on to some pronunciation. I'm going to share with you some pronunciation points, some words, and just just show you um, how they are pronounced by my Spanish-speaking students. Sometimes they are a little bit confusing, and sometimes they're completely, you know, off, and um, they need to be corrected. So let's take a look at some of these. For example, here's one. Sociable. A person who likes to talk to other people is sociable, who likes to go out and, you know, chat and... A sociable person. Now, I sometimes hear sociable, so... Yeah, it's because society looks similar, so society is one thing, sociable is another thing. One is society, the other one is sociable. So that's one that uh, you might want to practice. Okay, here's another one. Uh, peak, the peak hours, for example, in, in consumption, energy consumption, the peak hours or the peak hours in traffic. That's when everybody goes to work or goes home from work. That's Those are the peak hours when there's lots of traffic on the road or in the city. Now, the word peak should be pronounced with a longer E. Because I often hear it with a short E, like peak, peak. And it sounds like pick, almost, like to choose, alright? So in order not to confuse the two, just give it time. Give that E more time. Say it longer. Peak. Okay. Climb. You know. Wall climbing or rock climbing. Popular outdoor activities. But often students pronounce the word as climb. Climbing. And the B, letter B, doesn't represent a sound here. Or it's not pronounced, is what I mean. So you don't say B. It's just mm, climb. The base word is climb. And the gerund form would be climbing, climbing, and not climbing. Shower. Shower often sounds like shower, shower. But the show is a, is a thing. Show is when there's a show, a performer. Who entertains people in a show? So if you look at this word, it looks like show, but has nothing to do with the show. It's a different thing. It's shower, and it's pronounced differently. Ow, not o. Shower. Okay, to cover. Cover something. To cover something with a blanket... Or a cover. A cover song is a song that a band plays, which is not their original song. They just make another version, their version of an older song. That's a cover song. Often it's pronounced as cover, cove. Now cove is a different thing. Cover. It's a short 
uh sound rather than o a cover song or the land is covered in snow whatever all right that was it for today today we have looked at how words can have different meanings in different contexts and we dedicated time to talking about routine at an elementary level to make it practical and usable and to help you structure your ideas in English and the way you think in English thanks for listening i hope this was useful for more english learning tips you can check out my website at createenglish.com i will also put the link in the description of the program below and just remember practice makes the master so go and find opportunities to practice your english and i hope this podcast also helps you achieve that goal so thanks again thanks for listening take care and talk to you next time bye now